Before we sit down, let me read from the book of Acts, chapter 22, verse 14. Book of Acts, chapter 22, verse 14. And he said, The God of our fathers has chosen thee, that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. Acts chapter 26 verse 18 and verse 22. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Verse 22 Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. Romans Chapter 3, verse 4. Romans 3, verse 4. God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. Dear Lord, you ever faithful God, today we have the same sending, the same word of the prophets, the same gospel of Jesus Christ, the same teaching of the apostles. Precious Lord, have thine own way in our midst and worldwide. Bless all who are joined with you and who are joined with us. Be nigh to all, all over the earth, from the east, west, south and north. And call yourself the last ones out and complete 
thy work and come soon. Blessed and praised be your wonderful and holy name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. I also just say a be welcome to all of you from all over Europe, from the countries of Africa, Asia. Today we have a brother in our midst from New Delhi. Where is the brother? God bless you. God bless you in our midst. May all feel at home. May all be blessed. And that we really have a new experience with God. So that His word by His grace is being revealed to us anew. And so that we get access to what the Lord has prepared for us. I will just give us a short report, but before I do this, I want to give you some greetings, especially from Brother Wallström, and then we of course have all the many greetings from the Ivory Coast, from the DRC, from Kenya, just from various countries of Africa, from Canada, the USA. And as we said before, we are joined with all worldwide and we thank God for the possibility which we have that we not only at this place are being heard, but that we have now the possibility to share the everlasting gospel with everything what belongs to the kingdom of God, to bring it to the whole of mankind. Our main task is in the moment to take care that all brothers, also in the third world, ha get the opportunity to have the connection and to be tuned in and to have part in our preachings. And then we of course are thanking all in all the different languages that they have patience with us. If it is sung in German and if it is prayed in German, then please have patience with us, bear with us. But this is just like that. God at various times he could use various languages and also now the word of the Lord is not only going forth in the German language, but rather in all the languages under the heaven, which we have under heaven. And we wish our brothers with all our hearts God's help, inspiration and revelation while they are translating, that they can follow that they get the, the, the true meaning of the sayings and that all are being blessed all over the earth. Then I have to give you some heartfelt greetings from India. 
I think it was my 24th missionary trip to India since 1964. And I'm truly, I was at six different places and I was surprised at these places of, of the fruit of all the years. I could mention now details. I met brothers there, which I met the first time in 1964, 69. I baptized them. And going from city to city, it was uh, everywhere there was fruit. And for this, we are very grateful to the Lord our God. Yes, many things could be reported. What became great for me, again, is, and this I just say for the glory of God, you have heard it a couple of times from my mouth, when I wanted to travel in 1976 to India, I planned the trip and I bought, I, I picked up the tickets from the travel agency, and I sat down on the on the stay on the on the chair in Lech Street number seven, and as clear as you are hearing my voice now, it said, "My servant, cancel the trip to India." I had the ticket in my pocket. All the meetings were, were planned, were, and it said, cancel the trip to India. And I actually, I'm a man who keeps his word. I, drove, I sat in my car and went to Forstwald. I went up and down and I was praying. And I said, Lord, maybe I can go. Is it, is it not possible that, that, that I go? Yes, that's how a human being is. That's how a human being is. And I just returned and it was a quarter to twelve in the in the morning, and I was just, just sitting down onto the same chair, and then, with a mighty force, my servant canceled the trip to India. And I knew then, and I knew then what I had to do. Then I sent out all the telegrams with a text, cannot come. Letter follows, addressed to all the brothers. All of you who are a bit older, you will have heard it in the news. You will have read it in the newspapers. I was booked on the flight from Bombay to Madras. I had the tickets. In my pocket I had them, and the plane on which I was booked, straight after the takeoff, it took fire, and all the 96 passengers, they went up in, in the flames, and they were no more, and my name was on the passenger list. And then came the phone call from the city of Bonn, from the press media. And somebody 
of the office, took the phone, and it said, your missionary Ewald Frank was one of the 96 passengers. And then I was called to the phone. I was called to the phone. And I could say, here is, yes, yes. You see, God is faithful. He takes care. He takes care. My time was not yet up. And what really impressed me of my trip in 1964, in 1964, I had on my heart, on my way back from India, I had in my heart to, to went to Israel. I went from Jordan. From Jordan I took a bus and I drove to Jerusalem. But the most mighty happened at the garden tomb. For the first time I was standing at the garden tomb. And I was just, I just arrived there and then an older gentleman speaks to me. At that time I was very young and this nice kind gentleman, he was a bit older already. In a, he spoke in a good English and he said, Sir, I have to talk to you. And may I invite you for a cup of tea? Yes. And I was already with this man in this nice building there where the entrance is. And I took a cup of tea and the first question was, do you know a man with the name of William Branham? And he was a Palestinian, not a Jew. He was a Palestinian. From King George VI, he was set there as a man who takes care of all the area there. And I tell you, it was a blessed day. This man read the book from Gordon Lindsay about Brother Brenham, a man sent from God. And now he looked at me and perhaps he was thinking, he was thinking perhaps, could this man knew that man? And that's how it was. And we, we really bent our knees and we were thanking the Lord with all our hearts for this day which He had made. There are just experiences which remain, which abide until, yes, until the end of the life. And perhaps they abide longer than that. So, the Lord has His way with us. And if we have to go through trials, then they just belong to it. And if they serve that we are kept humble, then, of course, every trial through which we have to go was worth it. But today, today shall be a special day for all of us, a day which the Lord has made. 
And nobody should go from here as he came. We may bring all our requests to the Lord and he will answer. He is still the same today who he was even yesterday. He is still the same. And if we at this place at the first weekend uh, have to deal with, with subjects which are necessary worldwide, then please bear with us. Bear with me. Be patient with us. It's, of course, not only about us who we are gathered at this place. It's just about all, all over the earth. And if I tell you at this place today, the deception, the errors, the deviations from the Holy Scripture were never so bad as they are today. And if they would be in all the churches and denominations, then it would uh, not bother us at all. But if they are in the circles of those who are referring to Brother Brenham, then the pain becomes greater and greater. And today came a phone call whether I believe that the return of Jesus Christ has taken place already. It is just incomprehensible how the spirit of error, the spirit of lying, has taken over in those who have put aside the word of truth and who are believing their own interpretations and who do not notice that their interpretations are coming from the other source. Therefore, I read the word, it remains, it remains, let God be true, but every man a liar. And what did we read of Paul? He just preached that. He only preached. Let us read it again. In the book of Acts, chapter 26, the last part of verse 22, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things, none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did already say should come. And this is my standpoint. This is our stand. We say nothing else but only what was already said. And it remains by it forever. And then comes again something new. A man from Nigeria, the eighth messenger, and he says, now God is not using a wise man, a, a white man, God is using now a black man who complete, to complete his work. The phone call comes. 
I'm really astonished, astonished. And I have to, I have to say this very clear at this place. Wherever, wherever is a national spirit or some kind of spirit who comes up, there the spirit of God cannot work. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. And God created all of mankind. And I read you the Bible Scriptures. On purpose I read it to, to you, so that all know that God is the only Creator and that all human beings, all human beings who are dwelling on the face of the earth are going back to Adam. I read it to you. Let us read the scriptures from the book of Acts, chapter 17. Acts, chapter 17. And here it says in verse 24 to 26, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with man's hands, as though he needed anything seeing he himself giveth to all life and breath and all things. And now comes the verse, which we have to underline. He, the Creator, has made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth. Say Amen. All the nations of men which dwelleth on the face of the earth. Let us read on. And has... It goes back to Adam, you see. And, and has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Let us read the first part once again. And he has made of one blood of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. And again, Amen. In Genesis chapter 6 we have the description of that what happened when the mixing took place. And then we have the result of the flood that that what concerns the mixing he had, he had to make an end with all the mixing. It could be read 
Genesis 6, 7 and 8. And then we come to chapter 9. Genesis chapter 9 from verse 11 to 13. And I will establish Genesis 9 from verse 11 And I will establish my covenant with you Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of a flood Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And then the verses 17 to 19. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And now comes the most important, verse 18 and 19. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread or populated. This Amen was not loud enough. Of these three, all of the earth was populated. So please, no spirit of race, no spirit of nationalities, but the Holy Spirit, let he shall reign among the people of God all over the earth. If you read the promises to it, which God made in the Old Testament that in Abraham all nations of the earth should be blessed. There are really the most wonderful scriptures in the Old and also in the New Testament where we are told in the word of God we are told what the Lord did and how also these things took their course. One could even now go to Genesis 11 and here reading from verse 6 that until the moment of time of the building of the Tower of Babel only one single language was 
on the earth. And this lasted 1,757 years, where there was only one single language on the face of the earth, from Adam until the building of the Tower of Babel. And then the Lord took care that the tower was was crashed and that the confusion came. And then we come to Acts chapter 2 when at the day of Pentecost 16 different nationalities were gathered in Jerusalem and the first sermon under the leading of the Holy Spirit was preached. And then the one speaks to the other. Do we not hear them all, each one in his own language? The man who spoke there spoke one language. But all the, those who were gathered, they heard what, is, what, what was being said. They heard it in their own language. Persians, they're all listed there in the book of Acts, chapter 2. So, God made an end to the confusion and he made the New Testament church able to hear the word of God in all the languages and to get it revealed by the Holy Spirit. And if we think about that at the very beginning, was really only one language, one knowledge, one doctrine among the people of God. And what happened later? Later on, again, confusion came because people were not under the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let us read concerning the nations. From Jeremiah, chapter 1, here the man of God received his commission in comparison to all the other prophets. He should, he should be a prophet unto the nations. Jeremiah, chapter 1, here we read verse 4 until 5. Jeremiah 1, verse 4 to 5. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Verse 7, But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. It belongs to the divine commission to, to, 
to just say what God had to say. To only preach what he wants to have preached. And then verse 12, then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I am watching over my word to perform it. Yes, man of God, I send you to the nations. You have well seen everything what I commissioned to you, this you shall speak. And then the Lord gives the promise, I am watching over my word to perform it. In Genesis 12, God gave the first promise that all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And they, they were also blessed. Genesis chapter 12. And here we read verse 3. Genesis chapter 12 verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee, in thee, shall all families of the earth be blessed. Whoever comes into, into the various countries, I was now just now in India, if I remind, remem, remember it correctly, beloved brother, then there are 16 main languages in India and about 100 dialects. Just all the various tribes, they have their own languages. And God said here, In thee shall all kindreds of the earth be blessed. In all languages, in all nations, God has His elected people. Let us go now to the climax. Let us go to Revelation chapter 5, where we are told who belongs to the redeemed. Here it is written, Revelation chapter 5. We read here verse 9 and verse 10. And Revelation 5, verse 9 and 10. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. This is the perfected flock, which by the blood of the Lamb was purchased from all kindred, tongues and nations. Verse 10. And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. 
After the marriage supper, we are returning, we are coming back to, together with our Lord to reign with our Lord together. From all peoples, tongues and nations. And especially you, beloved brethren, from our neighboring country, when, when this brother claimed The light, the pillar of fire, is not upon any white man. It's only above me. Then it started. Then it started. He's in the midst of Europeans. And he's the only one. And he says, the pillar of fire is not of over all the others. It appeared over me. And then comes the own eye. And where the own eye comes up, then comes the fall. Then comes the fall. In that moment, when Lucifer, the light angel, said, I will. In that moment, it was done. It was too late. And I say it once again. Not a spirit of parties, not a spirit of a race, not a political spirit, not a national spirit, but the Holy Spirit, may He reign among the people of God, now and forever. And then we read, yes, Amen. Deuteronomy 32. This is the ending of the prophet Moses. Who could shadow a main portion of the plan of salvation. Deuteronomy 32. And here we read verse 21. Deuteronomy 32 verse 21. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities and I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. And with this word, one has to go to the prophet Hosea to know what God did say through the prophets to it. Hosea chapter 2, and here we read, for the connection's sake, we read the whole first verse. Hosea chapter 2 from verse 1. Say ye unto your brethren. Oh my. Verse 10 I think. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, yet... It shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. Chapter 1, verse 10. Romans, chapter 9. Here Paul recited from the Old Testament. 
Romans chapter 9. And here we read verse 24, 25 and 26. Even us whom he has called not of the Jews only but also of the Gentiles. As he saith also in Hosea, I will call them my people which were not my people, and her beloved which was not beloved. And now comes the powerful. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. So, God has kept all under the unbelieving so that he could reveal himself to all who believe. So, brothers and sisters, it's really, recently, it's really on my heart that all the listeners are joined with God. I don't know whether I shall say it, but I just have a great pain in me that by the most powerful ministry which God gave since 2,000 years, that it was not succeeded to establish the connection to God. The connection seems to be to the carrier of the word. And time and again it says, the prophet and the prophet said, I want, and God wants, that before the return of Jesus Christ our Lord, with all the believers, is established the connection to God. Not to the carrier of the word, but to the word, back to the word. Of course, Brother Brenham, is not guilty. Also, Paul is not guilty. And I will also not be guilty. But this has really become my request now. That not people are not looking up to a man of God, but that they are looking up to the Lord. That we are really succeeding to get the connection from God to us and from us to God. That's how it's written, that all are being taught by God. So, not by a prophet, not taught by an apostle, but being taught by God. Let us come back to the book of Acts, chapter 22 and 26. Thou shalt open their eyes. And then he says, I didn't preach anything but only what Moses and the prophets already have said. And this is just our task today. It must, something must really happen 
the people of God have to be called back to the Word and back to God. And therefore, we have to put the emphasis on that, that everything what is being preached and believed and being taught, that it is already, already taught and practiced in this book. And altogether, as the counsel of God being proclaimed already, and I believe, I believe that the bride church is born of God. As the Son of God was begotten by the Holy Spirit, so the Holy Spirit came upon us who we believed and heard the word of promise. And the new life which God has given us, not, not you didn't work it, but you believed and God worked it in you and in me and in all of us. And then comes the connection to our Lord and Redeemer. In Romans, Chapter 8, we have the wonderful testimony. I just read verse 29, Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. God doesn't make half things. God makes complete things. And our Lord and Savior, of course, came into a body of flesh. He was manifested in the flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us to pay the price for our redemption so that we at the end, in the completion, are being transferred into the image of the Son of God. What a high calling. What a grace God has given us. And brothers and sisters, if you just can mention this also, when was it? Was it yesterday or a day before yesterday? The phone call. More than 600 million Pentecostals and Charismatics are spread all over the earth. More than 600 millions who are all claiming to have received the Holy Spirit, who are all running around with trumpets, much music. And then I had the question, are not all these more than 600 millions, are not, did they not all remain in the Trinity doctrine? Did they not all remain in the triune baptism? And then really, really, I had to say 
some serious words. Matthew 7 shows us, from verse 21, it shows us clearly, many, many will come on that day to me and say, have we not, have we not in thy name? And then it's important. And these same people, these same people are addressed and one of them, in Berlin, I met one of them. But he was very angry. One of the best charismatics, the representative, as they say, of a Bible, of a faithful Bible political party, when he then came to the baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, then nothing was seen anymore of charismatic. Then he was furious. Brother Maynard was with me. It was, he, he, he got really furious, angry. The people are remaining in deception. They are remaining in a Roman teaching, in a Roman tradition they remain. And nevertheless, nevertheless, they make something out of themselves and they fool themselves. And therefore it's written in Matthew 7 from verse 21, it says, Many will come on that day to me and they will say, Have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not done great miracles and wonders in thy name? And what did the Lord say? Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, ye workers of Lawlessness, depart from me. It has to be said clearly. The true word is went only forth from Jerusalem. One can read it. I noted it down here. In the Old Testament, it speaks of the only God 6,356 times. It speaks of the one God besides whom there is no other and besides whom there will be no other. And then it has to be said clearly that only since the Council of Nicaea, the pagans, they took their pagan thinking into it. They didn't know God at all. They didn't know the Old, neither the New Testament. And they were against the Jews. And in particular, they invented the doctrine of the Trinity which was directed against the Jews who can believe in one God. And that's how the beginning started. We don't want to go into details now, but this we all understood, that all, all who belong to the bride of the Lamb, all have to be called out before the final uniting takes place. And we have to return to the original practice and teaching. A mixing God will not tolerate. This is just impossible. Washed in the blood of the Lamb, sanctified in the word of truth. 
sealed with the Holy Spirit unto the day of our bodily redemption. And if we want to look in the Old Testament where God has given the promises what would happen many times we at this place we spoke about it it's just about the divine seed alone which can serve the Lord all the others will walk on on their own ways nobody will stop in all the denominations and churches all will continue and all will walk on as now until now only the called out ones and if they're hearing the call they have they are not they shall not confer with flesh and blood anymore just imagine Just imagine, somebody listens to this sermon today, that God really is only one. And this person would then go to the next person, and do you know what he will say straight away? This they all admit, this they all admit, that they say, Did you not read Genesis 1 verse 26 where it says let us make men and then they are inventing until they find some persons there put some persons up has ever one prophet has ever one apostle used this scripture to put some persons into the air. No, and again, no. But this is the first place which every person, every preacher, every evangelist, every charismatic, he has it on his tongue. Let us make men. At their place, I would read on. I also would like to read Genesis 11, where the Lord God said, Let us go down. I would even read on Genesis 18, when the Lord, together with two angels, were visiting Abraham. And he said, Three men, three men came, and he washed their feet, and he prepared the meal for them, slaughtered a lamb, baking a cake. And then the two men, the two angels, they went on to Sodom. And at the evening time, they arrived there. And the Lord remained with Abraham. I've said it here before. Last Sunday in Zurich or Salzburg, I said it. I don't know where I said it. In any case, in Stuttgart, I was preaching, I was preaching many years ago in a huge tent I was interpreting for a U.S. evangelist and suddenly this evangelist says in Genesis 18 something wonderful happened there the Holy Trinity came to Abraham and just as Brother Frank is I, I just spoke loudly into the microphone I said this I don't believe 
<laughs> you can imagine how it looked like in this tent. Yes. It's just a terrible, terrible. These interpretations I cannot bear. The spirit of truth leads into the word of truth. And everything else are invented interpretations by men. They could all read Job 38 from verse 47. That all the angels were present when God created the earth. They could read on in the prophet yes, Isaiah chapter 6. They could read on in Ezekiel chapter 1. They could also read what Micah experienced, what he heard and what he has seen. I saw the Lord on the throne and the heavenly host to his right and to his left hand. And he he heard the conversation in heaven. Who will entice Ahab? Everything is written. The Lord was always surrounded by angels throughout the whole Old Testament through. And therefore, we just don't tolerate any single interpretation. But it needs the leading of the Holy Spirit in all these scriptures to find the connections from the Old to the New Testament. Brothers and sisters, we have not followed cunningly devised fables. We didn't mislead you. We brought you back into the Word by the grace of our God. And all of you, you have the right to read whether the things which are preached are in line with the Word of God. Because that's how it is written in Revelation chapter 2. You have tried those who called themselves apostles and found them to be liars. Why? Because that, what they were taught and what they were preaching and practiced, did not, did, what, were not in line with, the, with what the apostles and prophets were teaching and preaching. Then, of course, came the misleading by the prophetess Jezebel. One can read all things. One can even refer to Ephesians chapter 4 and nevertheless having no part in that what is being written here. And let me, let me read this just briefly. In Ephesians chapter 4 we have that what concerns the ministries in the church. Here we are told that the Lord went down into the lower parts of the earth. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 8 and then it continues with verse 10. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things, filling the universe. And he could say, to me is given all the power in heaven and on the earth. And then it's written, and he himself gave some apostles. 
He, not somebody himself, no, he, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and others pastors and teachers. And such a ministry, has to be in line with the original. Then it continues to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28. God has set into the church apostles, prophets, teachers, and so forth. God has set. Then we read on here for what purpose these ministries are set into the church. Of course not that somebody comes along and puts up a new doctrine and causes a split and establishing a new church. No, as written here from verse 12 in reference to the five ministries for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Not for the splits, but for the edifying of the body of Christ. And for what? Verse 13, it's written, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Such ministries we need for the edifying of the body of Christ. All the local churches all the local churches shall experience this edifying and they will experience it because it belongs to the complete, to the total restoration and everything will be restored until all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Then comes verse 14. Verse 14 with power, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. I say it with, much, with great pain. So much is going on on the earth. It was never here before. And all are referring to that what God has done in our time. And all, almost all, are of the opinion that the ministry of the prophet is not yet done completely, that he will return. And they are teaching, they are teaching openly that the resurrection of those who are 
who died in Christ will happen when the West Coast slides into the ocean, when Los Angeles sinks into the sea. What have I of it? And then they say that the ministry lasts around 30 or 40 days together with Brother Brenham. In, it will take place in a tent. I don't need a ministry of 30 or 40 days which takes place somewhere in a tent. I need the Holy Scripture for the orientation to know that God Himself will complete His work of redemption as He completed His work of creation. And that not a prophet, but the Lord Himself will make the final completion, who said, not by might and not by power, but by my Spirit it shall take place saith the Lord. So, through a mighty moving of the Spirit, which includes all the nations of the earth at the same time, and then God gets all the glory and all the praise. So, not longer, not longer be tossed to and fro with winds of doctrine, and there are really many winds not only winds. Some winds have developed to a hurricane and much, many things are being made out of it. How grateful we can be and we are not ashamed of the word of God. We say it once again with all our hearts we say it. God alone is true. And God's word alone is true. And everything what apostles and prophets, be it in the Old or of in the New Testament, have said, have written, this we respect, this we believe, and this will happen in that way as God said it. We don't need anybody who interprets, but the significance, the meaning, was revealed and given to us by grace. Let us summarize. God has a plan of salvation, a plan of redemption, which He completes in our days. He has given promises. He is watching over His Word to fulfill them. He takes from all people's tongues and nations, from all colors, from all nations. He takes out His people. And we can say with a grateful heart, from the African continent, God not only called hundreds of thousands, but a couple of millions He called out. Let us just be grateful. The number has to get full, complete. And when the last one was called out, then the trumpet shall sound and the voice of the archangel and the dead in Christ shall rise first. If then they are saying, they will appear to, they will appear, they will appear to the living and, and will say, good day, 
No, I don't believe it. I believe that the resurrection takes place and immediately the translation takes place. And then as it is written, in, a, in one moment, in a twinkling, in a twinkling of an eye, not in days or weeks, in a twinkling of an eye, in a moment, it shall take place. How long the supernatural working will take place in the bride church, this we leave up to God. We are not called for speculation. We are called to believe and we want to be part of it. We want to partake of it when God completes His word in this time. And therefore I just ask you, Believe as the scripture says and what the scripture says and don't believe what is not being preached from the Bible. Do you agree? Our time is up but it really touches me. It moves me. There are some things which have to be emphasized for the sake of the truth of God and for the sake of the word of God. God willing, we will continue tomorrow. We will go into it briefly. God didn't leave us in the dark. God has given his word and everything that was revealed to Brother Brenham he has shown it in agreement with the word and we can say of a truth Paul says it also as sure as the truth of Christ dwells in me it's just about that God comes to his right with all of us and that no other spirit is somehow slippering in here, but rather that the Holy Spirit leads us into all the truth. No national spirit, no spirit of race, nothing and against Again, nothing, but only the Holy Spirit shall reign and come upon us, and the Spirit of the Highest shall overshadow us, and the Word shall become true, it shall become flesh, it shall find fulfillment in the bright church of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Are we not grateful that God also now, it's calling out from all peoples, tongues and nations. Just imagine, it would only be written, the gospel shall be preached for a witness. And it would have remained like this, as in the days of our Lord, and as in the days of Paul, that one needed weeks to make a trip, be it to Rome or somewhere. Today, it just needs hours. And we are on some end of the earth, some kind of end. God also took care of this. I just say this on purpose. And this was never given to a man of God until now. 147 countries 
which my feet tread upon to carry the precious and holy everlasting gospel, the wonderful word of God. I don't have to take ever back one sermon of the more than 12,000 sermons. I only said what God said already in His word. And I'm very grateful to the Lord that He held His hand upon me. And as with the prophet Jeremiah, everything what I will command you, that you shall speak. And this I'm doing. When the Lord told me, I will send you from city to city to preach my word, this remains holy and again holy. No own teachings, no own thinkings, but God's word alone is being preached as the Lord did it and said it at that time. And so we thank our Lord for it, that He kept us sober, that He kept us in His grace, in His love, in His word He kept us. And together we are walking on by faith and we are loving one another with the divine love. And we noticed it. We can go from all people's tongues and nations. We can be together and we are one heart and one soul in glory. That's how we read it in Revelation 5. In glory, we will also be all together with the Lord from all peoples, tongues and tribes. Our God is a great God. He has revealed Himself to us in Jesus Christ, our Lord. God be praised above all. We just got it revealed. And with God, it only works by revelation. Without revelation, nothing works with God. True faith is a revelation in connection with the promise which God has given us. Shall I say it once again? True faith is revelation in connection with the promise which God has given us. So, let us believe the promises and they will be revealed to us. And we find the connection to God. Don't forget it. The proclamation was given for the purpose to bring you in connection with God. To connect you with God. As it is written, they didn't see anyone more, they didn't see anyone but only Jesus alone. Even on the Mount of Transfiguration, there was Moses, Elijah, and Peter wanted to build three tabernacles. And when they, everything was finished, and when the voice from the supernatural cloud was gone, then suddenly, Suddenly, Moses was gone, Elijah was no more seen, only Jesus Christ was to be seen. So, the Lord wants to bring us to the point that, that, that don't say this or that one, no, only Jesus alone who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, who speaks to us, who reveals his word and will unto us. 
And as it was said to Paul, I send you to the nations that you may, through your proclamation of the word, that you may open their eyes by the proclamation of the word. The eyes of the people are opened, those who believe. And only then it can be said, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and blessed are your ears, for they hear. Has God given you blessed eyes and ears? Hallelujah. Blessed be the Lord, our God, now and forever. Amen. We stand up. We sing as so often the chorus and then we will sing our new chorus. Song number 28. Our new song. But firstly we sing Just As I Am. Perhaps, perhaps the sisters have also a fitting song, but this song, number 28, in the Pentecostal Jubilee, especially the last stanza, praise, honor and glory be brought to you forever, the Lamb which has washed us from our sins. This little song, in the recent weeks, I was singing it more than a hundred times, always singing and singing, praise, honor and glory be brought to you forever. The sisters are coming. Let us sing this. Oh. 
Sonne, die vom Kreuz hernieder, leuchtet stets auf meinem Pfad. So kann ich nicht mehr abhieren, denn mich leitet seine Gnad. Nur der Glaubensweg ist sicher und erreichbar für den Feind. Strahlend hell von Gottes Lichter, ob er uns auch dunkel scheint. Geht's auch hin am Abgrundsrande, wo man fürchtet hinzuschauen, gilt's das Feste. Opfer bringen, lass ich mir doch niemals grauen. Nur der Glaubensweg ist sicher, unerreichbar für den Feind. Strahlend hell von Gottes Lichter, ob er uns auch denn mein Heiland hat's verheißen, dass mir nichts mehr schaden kann. Seiner Weisheit, seinem Willen bin ich fröhlich untertan. Nur der Glaubensweg ist sicher, unerreichbar für den Feind. Strahlend hell von Gottes Lichter, ob er uns auch dunkel scheint. Nur der Glaubensweg ist sicher, unerreichbar für den Feind. Strahlend von Gottes Lichter, ob er uns auch dunkel scheint. Amen. Let us bow our heads for prayer. Let me ask whether today perhaps uh, some in our midst who did not yet make their decision fully for the Lord, whether it concerns your conversion, your personal experiences, or whether it concerns the word of promise, if you have the desire to walk the whole way with God, the way of faith, the way of obedience, together with the Lord, and if you feel that something is still hindering you, we want to pray for you. We want to pray with you. We want to believe with you, believing for you. The time is serious. 
the time the Lord calls the last ones out and all who have special problems doesn't matter whether in the marriage in the family at work whatever it might be lay let Let us lay it before the Lord. Let us not look unto circumstances. Let us look to the Lord. He commands the storm to be silent. He makes a way where there is no way at all. He can divide the Red Sea. He can divide the River Jordan. He can bring forth water from the rock. He can make all things. And Him we want to trust now. As we are closing our eyes, as we are bowing our heads, as we remain in silent prayer, may I ask, who wants to raise his hand if you want to be included in this prayer? Thank you. There are some. There are some. Thank you all over. All over our hands. O God, your word has not returned void. It accomplishes for what you have sent it for. You are opening the eyes. You are opening the hearts. You are giving revelation by your Holy Spirit. And dear Lord, it shall happen that all who have heard your word tonight, that they are corrected, that they believe as the scripture says, that nobody goes beyond the written word, but abides in the word. As you said yourself, if you abide in me and my words abide in in you, and you said, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is the truth. Beloved Lord, may the full redemption, the full forgiveness, the full healing be, take place at this place by your power. You are risen and you have said to me is given all the power in heaven and on the earth. And then, and then comes the therefore. Therefore, because, because all, to, to the risen one, all power is given. Therefore, go into all the world. And therefore, we have gone into all the world and have preached your word. Confirm it by signs and wonders following. We thank you with all our hearts for it. Also tonight, You are in our midst. You have saved. You have given forgiveness, reconciliation, grace, and salvation. You have given healing by your grace. To you, the faithful Lord, we say with all our hearts, thank you. And we praise your wonderful and holy name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Say thanks to the Lord, for He has spoken to us. 
He has revealed Himself to us. He is present. Hallelujah. Praise, honor, and glory. Praise, honor, and glory. We give all the glory only to Jesus. Let us see. And what we just sang now of the song 28, let us sing once again the last stanza. Praise, honor, and glory be forever be brought unto you the Lamb which has washed us from our sins. Let us sing it with all our hearts. Dear Lord, you ever faithful God, we thank you that you have blessed. And we ask you now, bless together with us. Bless in Edmonton. Bless in all of the Canada, in, in all of USA, in all of Africa. Bless New Zealand, Australia. Bless in Russia. Bless in Moldavia. Bless all over, Lord, where our brothers are listening and our sisters are tuned in. Bless in Romania. Bless everywhere, Lord, in all of Europe and lead, bring the bride into lockstep. Bring her back into lock, lockstep, Lord. May your word come forth with all power and may it accomplish for what you have sent it for. 
Bless also in Chennai, who are now tuned in. Bless in Nairobi. Bless all over, O God. Bless in Kinshasa. Bless and again bless, O Lord, all over the earth. Bless in Finland, Sweden, Denmark. Bless everywhere, Lord. Oh God, how wonderful you have laid everything. We thank you for our brothers who speak various languages. You brought them here and you have given us the brothers who know the technical things You brought your people here so that your word can be proclaimed. Everything you did and we give you alone the glory and once again we say a hallelujah to you. Hallelujah. To you the Lamb. To you the Lamb. Your dying was worth it. Your shedding of blood was worth it. You have a blood-bought flock on the earth from all peoples, tongues and nations. For this we say thanks unto you from the bottom of our hearts. In Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. And all the people said, And all the people said, Amen. Amen, amen.